section thirty of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume one chapter thirty how happy is the blameless vestal's lot pope miss becky duguid as a single woman had vainly expected to escape the cares and anxieties of the married state she had heard and seen much of the indifference or the ill-humour of husbands of the troubles and vexations of children and she thought from these evils i am at least free i can go where i like do what i like and live as i like but poor miss becky soon found her mistake brothers and sisters married nephews and nieces sprung up on all hands each and all expecting to be distinguished by aunt becky's bounty while every parent levied the most unconscionable taxes upon her time and capabilities aunt becky will give me this said one you know she has no use for money aunt becky will do that said another for she has always plenty of time aunt becky will go there cried a third she likes a long walk but even the labours imposed upon her by her own relations were nothing compared to the constant demands made upon her by the world in general that is by the whole circle of her acquaintances all under the idea that as a single woman she could have nothing to do but oblige her friends when in town her life was devoted to executing commissions from the country inquiring the character of servants hiring governesses and grooms finding situations for wet nurses getting patterns of police cloths from every shop in town trying to get old silks matched with new gowns made gauzes dyed feathers clean fans mended etc 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 the letters always beginning as i know you do not grudge your trouble and will be walking about at any rate i must beg the favour when you are quite at leisure and so and so am ending with as i find i am really in want of the things and the carrier leaves town on thursday i trust you will contrive to have everything ready by that time but one of the letters dropped by miss becky in the course of her perambulations will best illustrate this part of her personal narrative my dear miss becky i take this opportunity of letting you know we are all tolerably well at present and trust you continue to enjoy your usual good health i return the tea you sent last as we all think it very inferior to that you sent formerly and as there has been rather a fall upon the price of teas there can be no reason for such a falling off in the quality and unless candy tuft can give something very superior at the same price i would just return it and try some other shop and have nothing more to do with candy tuft eliza and jane with their best love take this opportunity of sending in their old black velvet pelisses which they wish you to consult yellowly's the dyer about they have been told that black velvet can be dyed either grass green or bright crimson and if yellow leaves can warrant their standing they would prefer having them done a good rich crimson but if not they must just put up with a full green as much on the grass and off the bottle as possible i am sorry to tell you your protege jenny snodgrass has turned out very ill i find her lazy and idle dirty disobliging and insolent not at all the person i was led to expect from your character of her i must therefore trouble you to be on the lookout for another you know it is not much i require of my servants but there are some things it is impossible to dispense with and which i must make a point of 
of course she must be perfectly sober honest conscientious and trustworthy and in every respect unexceptionable in her morals she must be stout active cleanly civil obliging quiet orderly good-tempered neat-handed and particularly tidy in her person all that i require of her is to be an excellent worker at her needle a thorough washer and ironer and a generally useful and accommodating servant margaret sends her affectionate remembrance and when you are at leisure request you will order a pair of stays for her from brisbane's as soon as possible as she is in great want she sends a pair of old ones for a pattern but they don't fit you must tell him they are both too tight and too short and the shoulder straps too narrow by a full straw breadth the old busk she thinks may do or if it should be too short perhaps you may be able to get it exchanged for one longer as flint the gunsmith's is no great distance from brisbane's john would be much obliged to you when you are there if you would step to him and tell him that he is going to send his gun to have the lock mended and to be sure to have it done in the most complete manner and as soon as he possibly can as the shooting season is coming on when done he may send it to you with a couple of pounds of gunpowder and a bag of small shot number five as the holiday time is coming on we may look for the boys some of these days and if it is not putting you to any inconvenience as the coach stops you know at the blue boar perhaps you will have the goodness to have your nanny waiting at the office for them and if you can manage to keep them till monday it will be adding to the favour but they will require constant watching as you know what romps they are and for any sake contrive to keep them out of the way of the gunpowder i do not expect to be confined before the twenty ninth at soonest so if you can manage to come to us betwixt and the twentieth it will be very agreeable to us all i assure you i was in hopes i should not have had any more to trouble you with at present but upon hearing that i was writing to you tom begs me to say that he wishes very much to get some good fly-hooks for trout-fishing for red cocks hackle-body for black-green plovers tuft with a light starling's wing body and four brown woodcock's wing and hare's foot body i hope you will be able to read this as i assure you it has cost me some labour to write it from tom's diction he desires me to add you will get them best at finn's fishing rod-maker at the east end of the high street fifth door up the second stair on the left hand you will easily find it as there is a large pasteboard trout hanging from the end of a fishing-rod for a sign he also wants a pern a fishing-line and a few good stout long shank bait-hooks if you happen to see your friend miss aiken you may tell her the turban you ordered for me is the very same of one she made for me two years ago and which i never liked i have only worn it once or twice at most so perhaps she will have no objections to take it back and make me a neat fashionable cap instead i am afraid you will think us very troublesome but i know you do not grudge a little trouble to oblige your friends mr goodwillie and the young people unite with me in best wishes and i remain my dear miss Duguid, yours most sincerely grace goodwillie p s eliza and jane beg you will send them some patterns of summer silks neither too light nor too dark both figured and plain with the different widths and prices and also that you would inquire what is the lowest price of the handsomest ostrich feathers that can be had and if you happen to see any very pretty wreaths you might price them at the same time as they are divided between feathers and flowers those you sent from trash bags were quite soiled and looked as if they had been worn mr goodwillie takes this opportunity of sending in a couple of razors which he begs you will send to steal the cutlers at the back of the old kirk style to be sharpened immediately as that is a thing he cannot want margaret bids me tell you to desire brisbane not to put magic laces to her stays 
and to be sure that the stitching is stout and firm any day that you happen to be passing seaton the saddlers mr goodwillie begs you will have the goodness to inquire what would be the lowest price of new stuffing the side saddles and new lacquering the carriage harness i think it is well to send in my turban that you may try miss aiken and i shall think her extremely disobliging if she refuses to take it back as it will be money thrown into the fire if she does not for it shall never go upon my head yours with much regard g g p s i find it will be necessary to send jemima in to bain the dentist to get some of her teeth taken out as her mouth is getting very crowded i would take her myself but cannot stand these things so must beg the favour of you to go with her and see it done i fear it will be a sad business poor soul as there are at least three that must come out and great tusks they are of course it is not every one i would trust her with for such an operation but i know i can rely upon your doing everything that can be done if miss aiken agrees to exchange the turban for her cap as i have no doubt she will be so good as to tell her to keep it rather more on the forehead and not quite so much off the ears as the last one she made for me which i never liked will you ask that good-for-nothing creature heel-piece if the children's shoes are ever to be sent home yours in haste sometimes miss becky betook herself to the country but though she often found retirement there was seldom rest whenever a gay husband was leaving home miss becky was in requisition to keep his dull sickly wife company in his absence or vice versa when a young wife wished to amuse herself abroad that good creature becky Dugood was sent for to play backgammon with her old ill-natured husband and when both man and wife were leaving home then becky Dugood was called upon to nurse the children and manage the servants in their absence invitations abounded but all to disagreeable scenes or dull parties she was expected to attend accouchements christenings deaths chestings and burials but she was seldom asked to a marriage and never to any party of pleasure oh miss becky doesn't care for these things she would like better to come to us when we're in a quiet way by ourselves was always the come off i don't know what the cares of the married life are miss becky would sometimes say and oftener think but i'm sure i know what the troubles of the single state are to a stout healthy easy-tempered woman like me what is it to be the wife of one crabbed old man to having to divert all the crabbed old men in the country and what is it to be the mother of one family of children to having to look after the children of all my relations and acquaintances but miss becky's reflections like most people's reflections came too late to benefit herself she was completely involved in the toils of celibacy before she was at all aware of her danger and vain now would have been the attempt to extricate herself such was miss becky Dugood walking in the vain show of liberty but in reality fettered hand and foot by all the tender charities of life as such it may be guessed she formed no very brilliant addition to the bellevue party indeed such is the force of habit she now felt quite out of her element when seated at her ease without any immediate call on her time and attention for even her little doings carried their sense of importance along with them and perhaps mrs fry never felt more inward satisfaction at the turning of a soul from darkness to light than did poor miss becky when she had triumphantly dispatched a box full of well-executed commissions dinner passed off uncommonly well everything was excellent uncle adam behaved with tolerable civility the major's black servant did wonders the room was hot the party was large the dishes were savoury the atmosphere was one ambrosial cloud of mingled steams the ladies complexions got high but at length toasts having gone round the signal was made and all was over End of section thirty.